Day 161. Two other things. I wrote about yesterday a bit on how we got number of activities packed at the beginning of the day, but I only wrote about the first morning element of that excitement. The 8 a.m. high tide Atlantic Ocean cold water dip by my wife. But what were two other things that happened that I promised to write about? Saturday had one core element in schedule that we were waiting for since early December, I think. Due to bad weather conditions, it was pushed in time to January and then again until 25th of February. Let me give you some background first. My son Julian plays for local soccer club. Since we moved to Donegal town about eight months ago, they were very sporadic trainings first, then more concise weekly trainings, and then some matches on home ground. All in all, 2022 was a good year, and his team won all of the six friendlies that they hosted here in Drumbar. Drumbar United 6-1 with Letterbarrow, Drumbar United 6-0 with Letterbarrow. Then Drumbar United 1-0 with Capri Rovers, and Drumbar United 1-0 with Capri Rovers. And the last two, Drumbar United 1-0 with Donegal Town FC, and Drumbar United 2-1 with Donegal Town FC. He scored even some goals that were decisive for a couple of those wins, so it was really nice and motivating experience. Yesterday, they went to Capri Rovers' home ground to play first match of 2023 and first match away for Julian. And boy, it was a lesson. They played full single match this time, consisting of two 30 minutes halves on a pitch double the size that they played friendlies in 2022. To shorten it, while they had a good first half and kept it at nil-nil, in second half they lost their composure and Capri beat them eventually 2-0. This time Julian did not play full time. He was in slight disadvantage as we forgot to bring shin guards and because it was a proper match with referee, he wasn't allowed to go in in the first half. Fortunately, coach had spare shin guards, and Julian went in for some time as a forward, then was taken off and played the rest of the match again, but in defense, which he is actually quite good at. I think it was an eye-opener for him and for us as well as parents. If he seriously considers playing professionally, it no longer is a Sunday hobby, but important routine to establish. Not only by playing Wednesday and Sunday trainings and occasional matches, but to focus on trainings in between, at home or on the pitch himself, and polish skills with dribbling, ball control, throw-ins, sprints and general endurance. This means also that he will likely be joining me on at least one run per week, 
to ensure his legs have some miles in them. This was a sunny and exciting day. Despite them being the losing side, we were happy to drive to Capri and watch the kids put their effort on both sides. Capri Rovers were definitely well prepared and deserved this win. This is part of the journey. Julian needs to swallow it, learn lessons from it, and improve, that's all. So here it is. This was the second thing I wanted to write about, and I've done it. Now the third, and probably the one that I am pumped about the most, because I was waiting for it almost from the very start, when we came to live in Donegal town, and I've learned about Bluestack Mountains. My so far unconquered enemy, the 525 meters high peak of Croaconella. Croaconella is isn't considered a mountain because it does not satisfy condition of being at least 600 meters high, so it is considered a hill. I wrote before about its uniqueness. It is a very prominent and rocky peak that has a similar neighbor and between them both runs National Road 15 to Letterkenny and Londonderry. These massifs are so close to the road that every time you drive through Barnsmore Gap, that's the name of the valley, you can be sure it will be an amazing view, regardless how many times you drive through it. The unique part is the contrast between Croaconella and its neighbor Croaonach. While Croaonach has a transmitter station at the top and quite easy access with roads to the very top, Croaconella is a total opposite. A row and rocky hill with steep walls, bogs, multiple crevices and no single trail to the top. What I mean by that is exactly what I wrote. No path, no route, no trail, no beaten track. Even though it certainly was approached by other hikers in the past, it is such a wild and rarely explored peak that nothing remains after anyone who walked up and down this hill. One reason might be that there is no obvious and visible way from the foot of the hill to approach it. From all sides, it has steep elements, boglands, and not many options to start the hike. Because of that, the paradox is that there are endless ways to get to the top. And even the top itself is not exactly the easy spot to decide on. But more about it in a moment. I won't bore you with details, and rather share some pictures to let you experience a bit of what my eyes were privileged to see in full glory when I attempted to conquer this hill. The bottom line is that it wasn't easy. In fact, I think it was the hardest hike so far, but also the most rewarding. Even considering other peaks that I climbed, like Lugnaquila, 925 meters, 
Tonelagi, 817, Kippur, 757, Jaws, 725, Tonduf, 642, and Mulaklivan, 849, or even Erigal, 721, which was the steepest and narrowest top I experienced. This was the most raw and challenging climb so far. One reason for sure was the fact that I decided to approach it from the most dangerous and steepest side and eventually had to divert after about first kilometer when the wall became really unsafe to find a bit less dangerous climb around. Eventually I did, but this meant that my weight lengthened and there was a lot of other challenges along the way before I reached the top, including the moment of shock and uncontrolled laugh at myself when I reached the last bump to take on, but in front of me there was an unmarked and unexpected lake that I had to circle around. Overall, I made it to the top, or rather multiple tops. There was a cairn made of stones that people who made it here collected, but it wasn't in the highest point, neither in the place where the top is marked on the maps. I found the one from the map and then walked around and checked the points that visually seemed higher. It turned that the highest I could get was about 523.21 meter according to my altitude app that pulled data from the triangulation info of my phone. It seems that peak eroded since it was recorded or the data from assisted GPS was inaccurate. Regardless of this, the joy, fulfillment and rewarding experience of reaching the top and then walking down the steepest crevice I did ever just to get down a bit faster and through more demanding route, made it my top one of all hikes I did so far in Ireland. My legs and body in general are totally exhausted after recent three days of run, hike, walk and a bit of soccer. I need to take a deserved rest and recovery tomorrow. I shall fade to the other side of the house now to take my traditional lovely hot shower with three minute cold finish and lay my old flesh in a cozy bed to get ready for another exciting Monday.